Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. That feeling when you're on a jog and your phone rings and as you fumble to grab it from your fanny pack, it goes flying down an embankment. Wah, wah. I was hoping for a tennis partner, but instead I got tennis elbow. Hmm. I finally got my new driver's license that had been going to an old address since 2018. Nice. Remember before times when you could see people's rusting bitch faces? I miss that. Me too. Have such a good day. There. <laughs> but, How are you hiding from us? Get, get out, what are you get not out. telling us? <laughs> In fact, what are you doing here? Hello, patrons. Hello. We're here to help you have such a good day. And if we don't, if we fail at this, then we'll just go back to bed. So you let us know one way or another. Exactly. It's it, Our show is a demand, really. Have such a good day. We will take no substitutes. <laughs> but if for any reason we fail, go to bed. <laughs> Just pull those covers over your head and everything will be fine in the morning. Oh, Sarah, boy. episode 98, yo. 98, man. 98, the year I graduated college. Can you even remember uh, what we talked about in episode one? I got I to gotta start listening to some oh, of those gosh. old episodes. I think we yeah. talked about Target for a while. Did we? <laughs> yeah. I still love it. Still love Target. In fact, my Target love has only never grown. change. Yeah, yeah. We started the show in 2017. Wow, good not. memory. Yeah, I remember because, I don't know, I just remember these things. And yeah, that's, I mean, four years ago, Heather. Four years. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I know. And we, we've had a little, you know, hiatus here and there. But, but they were, uh, we're we're uh, We're inching towards 100 episodes and it is so exciting. And it's so I cool. just I mean, love what it. do we do? Like the, the 100 episodes is quite an achievement. How do we sort of recognize that or celebrate that? It's just I'm, I'm so proud of us. It's funny. I listen to a variety of other podcasts and they have various schedules. Uh-huh. The majority of the podcasts I listen to are weekly, but some of them are more than once a week. I mm-hmm. obviously co-host Daily Tech News Show, which is every weekday. So it's five shows a week. And, you know, so that's obviously if, if someone subscribed to that show, they're getting a lot of shows. And, yeah. and then there's others that are just, they're kind of seasonal episodes mm-hmm. come out when they come out type of a thing. And we, uh, on this show, we talk about the episode numbers, and some shows emphasize that more than others. Mm-hmm. This uh, podcast, Bodega Boys, that I've been listening to forever with Jesus and Mero, they're I feel like they've been on for so long because I just really like the show and I never miss one. Mm-hmm. And when they say, oh, it's like episode 300 or whatever, I'm like, that's it? <laughs> it feels like you guys have been doing more than, you know, I don't exactly remember what episode they're on, but... It's funny how I have no real sense of what's a lot of episodes anymore. No, because a hundred sounds like a lot too. Yeah, it does. But it, but it also feels like we've been doing more than a hundred. You know, time has it no does. boundary, Sarah. It's a flat circle. <laughs> I know. Like like the Earth. S- surprise. Yeah, I know. You get to the edge, you fall right off. It's just that we haven't gotten there yet. That's you know. That's why scientists don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Please do not send us angry emails about flat Earth. See, this is exactly what we were telling you earlier. This is the show where we unpack the absurdity, emphasis on absurdity of mm-hmm. everyday life for your entertainment. 
Indeed we do. And by the way, I was just kidding. If you are upset about flat earthers, <laughs> do email us because I'd like to know where you stand on the issue. Hi at have such a good day.com. <laughs> Can't wait for these emails to roll just in. Just email us about anything. We love to get feedback. I mean, Heather and I might spin our wheels a bit, but the more <laughs> feedback we get from you, the better. We enjoy spinning our wheels. That's the problem. We do. <laughs> It's a pleasant experience. It's like a Jeep in mud. Just, just, you know, we're going to get out eventually, but the wheels are going to spin and it's going to get really muddy. That's so, right. So I don't know how your week has been, Heather. When we, when we convened in episode 97, we had just seen each other. You were visiting my neck of California, which was super great. Mm -hmm. And that seems like such a long time ago it now, does. but it was really just one weekend ago. Aye. I know the weeks they, yeah. They, they, they keep on coming. They blur. They do blur. But uh, I've had a, uh, I've had a pretty good week. Sometimes when I sit down when we're about to do the show and I think, okay, well, what, what are my standouts from the week? And I really have to rack my brain sometimes because there are weeks that, yeah, I'm just sort of plodding along. Uh -huh. And there's, you know, there, there might be events that happen. And then there are weeks where I'm like, nothing really out of the ordinary happened. I did my stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm very routine based of a person, you know, I went on long walks, I worked, um, but I did have, I did have a kind of a cool week. Uh, Work-wise, I get, it's like, it's very cyclical where I will know people who know my line of work is, you know, producing podcasts, you know, audio, video, that kind of stuff, you know, production work. And they'll say, hey, you know what, I know somebody who's kind of interested. Can I make an intro? And I always say yes. Mm -hmm. And some of the time, those conversations that I end up having with somebody, which is usually something like a 30 minute phone call, you know, mm -hmm. just to sort of explore the idea. Sometimes I get off the phone and I'm like, you know, that was just free advice I gave. Oh, they're the clearly, <laughs> they're clearly not anywhere near, you know, mm -hmm. wanting to hire me in any capacity even if they wanted to down the road it's like they're not even there yet nope they don't even really know the lingo yet and 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 that sort of thing or uh it, you know so that that happens sometimes where i'm like yeah i don't know i mean it's goodwill and and i try not to get too bristly about it but i had somebody who uh again it was it was a mutual friend but i didn't know the woman that i was eventually going to talk to and the mutual friend had said hey sarah you know is is it cool if I intro you? And I said, yeah, sure. And so she followed up the woman that I didn't know and said, uh, great. You know, I've heard great things about you. Can, can we schedule some time for a quick chat? Mm -hmm. And I go, yeah, sure. And she schedules me for a 45 minute phone call. <laughs> you know, I get the calendar invite and I'm like, in what world is 45 minutes? A and, quick and chat? that's called quick. Well, quick to me is 10. That's oh a, yeah, totally. It's 10 minute chat. You know, yeah. we can get, th we can get through some stuff in 10 minutes. Sure. For 45 minutes when I, you know, also have other, you know, I, I can't carve out 45 minutes just any time of day. No. There are certain times of day where I can, mm -hmm. but I mean, it gets a little, gets a little tight in there. And so <laughs> it was, it was not a big deal, but it just, you know, I just sort of have to laugh sometimes. And again, you know, I got off the phone call and I was like, well, uh, that could go somewhere or not. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of a big time commitment to just, you know, tell somebody oh here are all the things you need and you know that they're taking their notes and then you might never hear from them again. oh that happens all the time and i wonder yeah. too like i i used to have these experiences constantly as a gig worker as a producer and i i would imagine that it's got to be similar with other industries you know i mean because think about it you need like it's consultation you need that initial understanding and sometimes yeah you do feel kind of raped of like your you know, your knowledge and you don't get paid for it. And it's, I think it's kind of like part of it, unfortunately, but I totally feel you. Yeah. I, have been I mean, in that I, position I know a lot. a lot of folks who not just video production people. Um, and you know, these days, a lot of, a lot of my conversations are audio production. It's not even video based like this show, for example, but, uh, I, I do have friends who do a lot of consultation work, you know, and they'll say to me, ah, nothing's free. I mean, you charge for everything. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if someone's like, hey, I want to do a podcast, maybe there's a fit here. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be like, well, I won't get on the phone with you for half an hour unless you yeah. pay me. That feels a little, I don't know. I, I'm not at the caliber, I don't yeah. feel, where I would do that and not turn someone off. But it is case by case. And there are sure. definitely times where I'm like, yeah, that was a waste of my time. Yep. 
And and who knows? It could turn into something later, but it probably won't because exactly. they usually don't. I think I've had to tell people like that wanted to get on a second call where I felt kind of like you took a lot of information from me on the first call. Like I've been like, I definitely need to be paid as a consultant here. And yeah. it does turn people off. It's kind of like, mm -hmm. well, screw you. You know, we'll find somebody else kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It, the thing is, is that having worked with so many people of varying experience levels and, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I have a ton of experience. Am I the right person for every job? Of course not. Um, I also, you know, there's, there's only so much, if it's going to be a certain amount of time and energy on my part, it's like, there's only so low I can go. So there are certain budgets where I'm like, listen, if that's your budget, that's, I'm not going to tell you you need to pay more, mm -hmm. but, but I can't work for that budget. You know, it's just, it's just simple math. Yeah. And you know, those are times where I'm like, yeah, the sooner I know the better. Totally. And then I can, I can try to refer you to somebody if, if someone comes up mm -hmm. and that's happened a few times. There was, a, there was a, a nonprofit. This is not that recently, but it was a nonprofit based out of San Francisco. And someone had put me in touch with them. And again, we got through at least a couple of phone calls and some mm -hmm. back and forth emails. And, you know, they kept being, they kept saying, well, what are your rates? And I'm like, well, what's your budget? You know, because I can, I can massage sort of what I give you based on what you've got. Yeah. Like, I don't want to give you a subpar product, mm -hmm. but if, you know, if you say like, I've got $100 versus $5,000, well, you do different things based yeah. on the budget, you know, and, and their budget came back where I was like, I mean, it's almost working for free. Exactly. I just, it's just not something that I can do, but I'm not offended. If that's your budget, then you might look elsewhere. And most and of those people don't know what it takes to produce something. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of time. There's a yeah. lot of components. Um, it's, you know, from developing the idea to like producing it and creating it. I mean, it's a huge job. And yeah, I think people just don't understand that. And you have to like break that down. Like, that's another thing you have to be like, and then a lot of clients will be like, well, why is it so expensive? Why do you need that tripod? why do you need blah, blah, blah. And it's like, <laughs> because I'm not a human tripod yeah. and people shake, you know, unless you want that look. Oh gosh. I know. I, it's, it's, uh, it's sometimes I have to laugh. Although I do also, I will sometimes throw out a term and someone's like, what's that? And I'm like, Oh yeah. Mm, yeah. Right. <sighs> right. Yeah, yeah. You're not a, you're not a producer. I, have to talk. I sort of miss the real TV days. Like when we were in a like legit TV studio where people knew your language God, that was yeah, fun. Yeah, a lot of that is, you know, kind of antiquated, though. It know? is. You totally. Know? It's, it's, we're Podcast. all, we, we've all moved on. Well, not all of us. Some people are still no. in traditional TV studios. But we are antiquated. <laughs> yeah. Older by the day, Heather. Older by the day. Well, speaking of time and investment, I know we talk a lot about gardening on the show. And, and uh, contrary to popular belief, we're not actually a gardening podcast. But Heather and I both... I uh, have thrown ourselves into gardening more than ever uh, these days, mm -hmm. which I'm actually enjoying quite a bit. And uh, <laughs> over the last week, so so my whole thing with with gardening has it's become it's it was a slow growth process over decades. I when I was a kid, my mom I've I've talked about this on the show before. My mom was always. She always had a garden, mm -hmm. you know, it was vegetables and various uh, plants and flowers. And it was like, you know, she'd go out there and tend to the corn and mm -hmm. pull lettuce and there would be, you know, raspberries, you know, in late summer. And that was just, that was super normal. We also just had land, you know, wherever we were living. And that was all a big deal. You know, my dad would rototill it, you know, before <laughs> she planted the seeds. And, and there was never one indoor plant in any house that I lived in as a kid. There just wasn't. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess because everything was outdoors, so it just wasn't super necessary. But indoor plants were just not a thing that were normal to me. Mm -hmm. And when I moved out and, you know, lived in various apartments, there, and I had roommates, you know, in the early days for, for all of those apartments, it was like there would be a plant here and there. It was someone's plant or there was a ficus tree in the corner or whatever. And so it was like, oh, yeah, they look nice or, or they're not doing so well or whatever. But it was like it wasn't really anything I paid much attention to. Mm -hmm. And over the years, 
especially once I started living alone more, um, or I had, you know, a boyfriend or whatever. And so we were trying to make it sort of, it was more homey than kind of like a, I'm in and out roommate type of a situation. You know, there was a few plants that I, you know, had bought here and there and, you know, you get a nice colorful pot and you're like, oh, that's nice. It like mm-hmm. really brightens up that corner kind of thing. And I have gotten to the point now, also, I notice it more than ever because I live in a very small apartment. I live in the smallest apartment I've ever lived in. I do live alone, you know, so I can spread out and make it my own, but there's not like that many places to put plants, but I have more plants than I've ever had. I have like 20 plants indoors of various sizes and many plants outdoors also. But, and this is, I think where you and I differ, Heather, I am a renter. So, and plants are, you know, you can buy like a tiny little succulent for like five bucks, mm-hmm. right? And, and do what you want with it later. But a plant that's already somewhat mature where, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice plant, it's in good shape, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's going to take up some space, you know, Minimal and it's going to require, it's, yeah, but I mean, you, you, you know, you got to stay on top of it. It's sure. plants and then especially the pottery that they end up going into really add up. And I don't like to buy nice plants that I put in the ground because what am I going to do? Rip them up when I leave? (laughs) Because I will move eventually. I mean, that's the life of being a renter. I mean, sure, I might stay here for like five more years, but even that sounds crazy to me because I never stay anywhere for five years. You know, there's always some reason that I either want to move or I have to move. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I'm not going to buy a $50 plant and put it in the ground. Like, sure, I'll enjoy it for a while, but then what? You know, do I like, like have my landlord buy the plant off me? Like it gets weird when I leave. So, so it's all kind of like self-contained and I like it that way because then you can move plants around easily. You go like, ah, you know, this plant's getting too much sun in this corner. Let me rejigger this, this Mm -hmm. situation. Well, over the weekend I went a little crazy. Um, and because I, I was like, I literally do not have room in my home for one more plant, even a small one. Mm -hmm. It starts to get strange and cluttery you know <laughs> plants are like oh this is so pretty everything looks so alive you know like what a lush home you're probably getting a lot of you know cool plant oxygen into something where it's like plant hoarding like there's a yeah there's like a fine line of being like a crazy plant lady <laughs> yeah and and just it looking sort of messy yeah and i suffer from there's a term and i don't remember what it is but i suffer from the if there's you know a tabletop something that's on top of something I want to cover it up with all sorts of trinkets and plants and you know like a little jewelry box you know where you're like why you know like it's not you don't need to pile things onto a surface (laughs) all the time sometimes less is more yep so and I also uh, because of the time of year and my apartment has a lot of windows and gets a lot of western afternoon sun so it really cooks Mm -hmm. the second half of the day which is nice I mean beautiful light and everything but some of my plants have been suffering uh, because they're just they're just getting too much direct sun. Yeah, and I don't have a lot of space in my house for non-direct sun mm. unless it's kind of almost murky. It's like I've got like crazy light, or it's like well, there's that corner in the bathroom, but like that doesn't really get any sun, mm-hmm. you know. And so you've got these plants that are like you know you look up you look them up online, and it's like happiest in bright indirect light and I'm like I don't really have that (laughs) it's all direct light except like some weird places like behind a door and you don't have shades on your windows right no I do but I mean I I don't I mean unless it's there sometimes in the summer it's so hot that I will lower certain shades just to like keep the house cool Mm -hmm. like even for myself but I'm not really wanting to close my shades during the day more than I have to you know I like sure I like it open. So sure, there's some there's some options there, but I have to get creative. Well, anyway, I have uh, I have spent way too much money at one of my f- favorite nurseries uh, over this last weekend and bought some pots. They have great stuff there and some neat plants. One of the plants that I bought is a mandevilla. Ever, mm-hmm. ever, have you ever heard of a mandevilla? <laughs> ever. No, I haven't. It's also uh, sometimes known as Brazilian jasmine. Oh. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like, it's kind of a vine grower and mm-hmm. it has these big, beautiful, it can be like white flowers, pink flowers, red flowers. Mine is red flowers and they Ooh. almost look like petunias. Wow. Do they have, a, is there a scent? Uh, there isn't, but apparently... As it kind of matures mm-hmm. and a little bit later in the season, 
um there might be i don't know mm -hmm. um but i'm 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 stoked about it it's a beautiful plant and it's kind of got you know the it's in a pot right now i'm gonna need to repot it eventually but it's got these you know these wooden rods that's yeah. sort of supposed to stimulate it to kind of grow up and grow up and out and and start uh start doing its climby thing so and, is this uh, something that's an outdoor flower yeah yeah it's it's uh it's on my porch right now and it's it's i'm now buying things because everything on my porch is just like you need like a hardy plant that likes mm -hmm. the sun because it's well, just technically the landlord should cover your outdoor plant stuff because it is they own the property i mean that's kind of my situation where if it's anything that's on the land then like i cover it as like a landlord you know what i mean like even if it's like a renter that wants to plant a rhododendron garden or something oh but i'm not planting it. it these are in pots that okay. i will take with me I see. nothing is being planted in the ground because again i'm a renter yeah <laughs> this is all my stuff it's yeah. not i mean unless there was some you know we had made some deal but i sure. mean i'm pretty sure my landlord would be like well it's yours you just do whatever you totally. want totally yeah um Anyway, I've got new plants, and one of the things I love more than anything is, um, you know, I, I go to the this nursery, and, you know, I go to, the, like, the, the plant section where everything is just cooking in the sun there. So I'm like, okay, so these are the plants that I want, right? Because I think I want to put this plant on the deck in this place where it's going to get, like, eight hours of sun, you mm -hmm. know? And, you know, it needs to needs to be able to deal. And, and then I, you know, I look and... and I don't know lots of species of plants. Some mm -hmm. I do, but most I don't. I'm like, what's this? Oh, it's an olive tree. Yeah, of course, it's an olive tree. Mm -hmm. Or a fig tree or some sort of like weird peach nectarine hybrid or something. Mm -hmm. And so I saw these mandevias and I'm like, God, that's beautiful. There were like a cluster of them. And, you know, I look and so and then I've got like a little app on my phone that helps identify the plant. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then I kind of look at like, what does it want for water? You know, does it need to be misted? You know, how much sun does it want? And I'm like, okay, Mandavia is checking all the boxes. This is really cool. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get one of these. Um, so it's it's upstairs. It's right outside my front door. Neat. So every time I come and go, I'm like, oh, so pretty. I want to see it. Take a picture for me. I will. I will. I'll t Lovely. I'll, uh, I've, I've made a little, my, my deck was kind of a sad little place that, I just sort of used it to, you know, go inside or, or leave. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you know, I got to make it a little bit more. I love it. A little more curb appeal. You're super, so, super smart, Sarah. Yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been fun. I, you know, I mean, gardening, you're I either know. into it or you're not. So yeah. I guess I'm into it. Well, we're again, living parallel lives, but you know, all the rhododendrons that my dad planted over the years, um, if you don't know what a roadie is, you should Google it because they're pretty special. You know, I had mentioned, I think this time last year when they bloomed, that they kind of bloom in like a rainbow sequence, which is so interesting. Like the reds pop first and then it's like the pink and then the orange, yellow, purples at the end. I don't, I don't remember exactly how it goes, but there's tons of them. I mean, we have so many and some of them smell and some of them don't. And it's interesting, there's this one that's like a light pink and it smells like a plumeria. It is magical. And you walk by and you really feel like you're on a tropical island because it has that kind of like tropical sweet. Ugh. But yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page with you, Sarah. Um, I did spend a lot of time outdoors this weekend and I guess it's sort of a love-hate thing for me because it's just so much work, so much physical work. I've had a pretty good week. I've, I've definitely been productive. Um, again, a lot of it is a blur. I kind of can't remember. I do remember having a really weird dream that my front tooth was cracked down the middle like a hillbilly, and that was a little scary. I don't know what that means. It was probably an anxiety dream because usually when your teeth are cracked, that's anxiety, right? That's like totally obvious. I don't know. I mean, I, I believe that uh, the... Anything tooth related, like teeth falling out, is like mm -hmm. loss of control. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm kind of talking out of my ass right now, but <laughs> I know that I I know that like teeth problems is sort of a common dream theme. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, other than that, I've been good. But uh, <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it. Sunday yesterday, I really weeded the the f out of my garden, and it was actually quite a bit of work. And when I when I say weeded, um, not just weeding the weeds, but I'm pulling old vegetable plants that are like annuals that don't really grow beyond their season and you have to pull them and they flower and they get really tall, like a kale plant, for example, becomes like a kale tree mm. and it has like mm -hmm. flowers at the top. And, you know, it gets to a point where it's not really producing edible leaves anymore. So you have to pull it 
and then you get another starter for a couple bucks and you replant it and you retill the soil and you fertilize it and you do all the things and it's you know there's different activities out in the yard that I do and some are harder than others like physically and um, I created like eight massive piles of just green waste that I'm hoping my gardener will roll off in the wheelbarrow so I don't have to do it because I have tennis elbow and I have never had tennis elbow in fact I used to be a competitive tennis player for over 10 years. I did I not know the this. term. Yeah, that was very sporty. I mean, this was mostly like high school, college years. Yeah. And I always heard of like these problems that people had, like my grandmother had bursitis in her arm and in her shoulder or something like that. And, and I was just like, my elbow hurt the other day, like pretty bad, like the bone. I was like, I must have like run into the wall and just didn't realize it. Cause you know, clumsiness happens, but I think it's honestly from gardening because I'm, I'm noticing and it's, it doesn't have anything to do with like walking or doing yoga. Like I feel like when I put weight on my arms, that's not what makes it hurt. Mm. It's like a pulling activity. It's like pulling things out of the ground, mm. using a wheelbarrow. And man, I was out there for a couple hours and I kind of was ready to come in, but I was like, I got to finish this. I got to just push myself. I got to finish this. And what I did was um, my greenhouse, so we had planted a lot of stuff in the winter, like lettuce and stuff that we eat a lot of, because in the winter, lettuce doesn't like to be in the cold. So we put them in the greenhouse because it's warmer in there. But new season, it's definitely getting hot, warmer up here. So lettuce just grows way too quickly and it gets all screwed up. So I pulled everything out of the greenhouse. I mean, this is like a huge job. I bought like five different types of cucumbers. Um, which are really fun to grow, by the way, because they, they're like vines and you have to pin them up the wall and they're really neat. And they're like these really thin vines and then these massive, heavy cucumbers. Just right. Where you're like, how did the like, vine even make this? I don't get it. Yeah. I'm always like, how does it hold this huge, uh, heavy vegetable and a lot of cherry tomatoes and hot peppers, some basil. And so my greenhouse is looking really good and I'm really pumped. But after I spent the afternoon doing that... I went upstairs to do some work and to work on like the show for, uh, you know, recording this week. I passed out. I passed out for like two hours oh, wow. on my, my new window seat, which I'm really excited about. I got a couple of really big fluffy pillows for, and it's basically in my office. And it's one of those like where you can like read a book and lay down fully horizontal. Mm -hmm. And it's right below a couple windows looking out to the ocean. And man, was it heavenly. That gardening, I think it burns a lot more calories than I ever thought. Oh, I know it does because I wear a fitness tracker and, um, you know, I've got, I, I'm a little obsessive about this, but, um, I, you know, I have a certain calorie goal and mm -hmm. it's like, it's not so much about, because I don't even count the calories that I'm eating. I did that for a while and I was like, this is too much, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm just, I don't care enough to, 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 to you know, crunch all these numbers, but yeah. I know in general, if I burn 2000 calories in a day, I've been pretty active. You know, wow. that's just, you know, that's like a jog, you know, maybe some, yeah, like pulling weeds or something else that is, I'm moving yeah. constantly. I'm, you know, mm -hmm. or, I'm, or I'm read, I don't know, like I'm doing something in my studio where I'm lifting things and moving them around. And then there's an afternoon, something with the dog, you know, cause he's got to yep. go out again. It's like, if I'm, if I'm having a nice active day and I'm running errands and stuff, about 2000 calories, you know, that's a I good day for me. I should clock that. I should do something where, cause I was really curious cause I was out there for like three hours. I was sweating. I oh was, yeah. You know, but, um, but yeah, I also think part of the elbow problem is it's quite painful actually. Um, is an ergonomic problem because I'm kind of in flux right now because I'm going to be moving probably in the next couple of weeks. So my current podcasting setup, it has changed. I'm still recording from my office, but I'm sitting on a stool now because I took my, my desk uh, chair home. I needed something a little more comfortable. So I'm like, I have a very weird ergonomic situation when we record. And when I go home, I'm sitting at my dad's desk, which I just found out is actually his father's desk. And I was like, why is this desk so small? It's like for a small, very small adult. Um, I can't put my knees under it. It's very uncomfortable. And I'm like, I gotta get rid of this desk. This is like, I think it's partially what is screwing up my elbow. Anyway, hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I will have a new setup and this tennis elbow will be gone. 
Uh, so yeah, hopefully things will start looking up in that that sense. <laughs> well, I hope so. I, I I hear I've heard the term tennis elbow. You know, <laughs> of course, I always think like, oh, because you're playing too much tennis, and like, sure, mm-hmm. it's like there are lots of different ways that you can have tennis elbow. You know, I've got this exactly. I had. Uh, I many times mentioned that I had the shoulder injury last November and six months later, I guess it's six months later now, right? Yeah, almost exactly. You know, I am almost 100 percent. It it doesn't bother me at all. And I mean, I'm doing strenuous like aerobic stuff, especially when mm-hmm. I'm doing my VR workouts that is like very arm and shoulder based and like I'm cool now. I had mm-hmm. to baby it for a while, you know, and I was a little worried about doing more damage and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But it will ache sometimes in the middle of the night, and it always aches when I first get up in the morning. It's not like shooting pain. It's just an ache. And it's like it has something to do with blood flow and being horizontal because it just doesn't – it doesn't bother me during the day at all. But it still is this – it's not an – it is an ache where like if I have to get up and pee or I don't know, I'm just like getting comfortable in bed but I'm awake, you know, briefly – I'll feel it where I'm like, "Eh, I have to get comfortable for my shoulder, you know? And in the morning, it just always aches a little bit. And I'm used to it now and I know it will go away. So I kind of just deal and I'm like, I don't know, maybe the ache will also go away like the pain did. And it's just going to take a while, but it's also sort of just a part of my life now. Oh yeah, totally. And that's, uh, yeah, you just kind of have to live with it. And I think that that's actually part of an aging thing where you just kind of have to live with your aches and pains. I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's what we're going through. Oh yeah. I mean, I, and it could be worse, right? It's like, um, you know, I've been so lucky where it's like, I know people who have like a bad knee, you know, and it's like, oh, well, I mean, I like jogging. So it's like, you have a bad (laughs) knee and you don't do that anymore, you know, where there's a brace situation or, you know, you have to ice it or you know or hips or ankles or there are all sorts of things although I will say you know in in the in the early days of the bad shoulder I was kind of freaked out where I was like huh (laughs) do I really like not have a good working arm ever Mm -hmm. again you know because you kind of can't imagine it not hurting because it's so bad but I was lucky enough that the my body you know jumped back into gear and it also uh kick-started my uh my my vitamin intake because uh, I had I had kind of slacked where I'm like eh what does it matter and it, <laughs> you know it it kind of does so it does yeah I'm, I'm back I'm back on the vitamin sauce me too I know I go I go in and out for sure because then I'm like are these even working what if you're paying all this money and they're not well I, I mean know. there's a certain amount of certification I mean depending on what kind of vitamins you buy but then there's also mm-hmm. the you know promotes good sleep asterisk and you know when the <laughs> asterisk always says like this is not evaluated by the FDA, you know, so you're like, okay, well, like some people think this and there's probably a Mm -hmm. few studies to back it up, but you know, it's, it's not, you know, classified, you know, specifically by Mm -hmm. the people who, you know, also classify things like Valium or whatever. But, (laughs) but yeah, I, I also feel like if you're eating as healthily as possible, Mm -hmm. you're, mostly getting all the nutrition that you need in any given day but it's nice for me to not it's not like an excuse to just like eat like garbage and be like but I took my multivitamin this morning <laughs> but it kind of like I don't know I there's like a sense of I don't know it's like a well-being sense where I'm like oh, yeah. you know it's just because I don't eat the exact same thing every day sometimes I'm like mm-hmm. I didn't really eat a lot of greens today but mm-hmm. you know I'm still kind of getting my what I feel like is decent nutrition and you know, it's all, it's all part of the cycle. It really is. Well, it sounds like you have a really healthy lifestyle right now, Sarah. It is pretty healthy. Um, I, you know, I mean, I, I have my moments, but I'm definitely, <laughs> it's also the weather, you know, the weather's so. Mm-hmm. It perks you up. It perks you up. It's, you know, it's, it's gotten pretty warm here during the day, but it's not stiflingly hot the way it will be mm-hmm. later this summer. It is, I mean, I think it was like low eighties yesterday and I was out and about, wow. you know, I did a lot of gardening and and uh, you know driving around um you know Otis has got his head out of the sunroof and we're just like loving life um Cute. so yeah it's it's uh it's it's great weather to feel um to feel motivated to I love it to, I feel the same way yeah, to, I'm definitely happier I like the sunshine me too uh something about that vitamin d uh well <laughs> speaking of cars and sunroofs and driving around doing things I have so so I have, my car is a, is a leased car 
And uh, I've had the last one, two, three cars I've had have been leases. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like three year leases. So it's, you know, I've been, you know, doing this thing for a while. And it's kind of funny because uh, my dad, when he was alive last, he was a uh, elementary school teacher. But before he had gone back to college and gotten his teaching credential, he had mm-hmm. not finished college. So when I was a kid, you know, he worked jobs that did not require degrees such as selling cars. And he was, you know, I mean, he didn't like the job and eventually went on to do other things, which is great for him because who wants to have a crappy job? But he knew a lot about selling cars and buying Mm -hmm. cars and what exactly a dealership can offer you and what they can't and why they lie and, you know, all of that stuff. And so he was always helping me, you know, he obviously helped me get my, my first car, but I mean, over the years, he was, you know, he helped my friends and he was just, mm-hmm. he was just very knowledgeable about this. And he kind of knew, you know, certain people still in the industry type of thing. And I mean, he would kill me for leasing a car because as everybody knows, there are good things and bad things about leases. It's renting. Yeah. Yeah. But the bad thing is, is there is, you know, there's no equity there. You yeah. are renting a car that is not yours. And sure, at the end of your lease, you will have the option to purchase the car, but it's not as if you've been doing car payments which is mm-hmm. traditional financing, you're still overpaying. Yeah. And, you know, most people lease because they're like, I want a new car that I otherwise wouldn't, you know, be able to afford. And after a few years, I can just get another new car. So you've exactly, got, you've got new technology. Yeah. It's like, and there's less commitment, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I, um, it's hard for me, especially because right now I'm driving a Volvo. I love my Volvo, but when I leased it, I had never had a Volvo before. And the idea of buying something that's relatively expensive, I mean, Volvos are not, you know, budget cars, mm-hmm. was first of all outside my budget. And also I'm like, ah, like, do I want this car for 15 years? I don't know yet. And so yeah. leasing is great for people like me who are somewhat non-committal about this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And my living and driving situation does change because I am a renter and I move around a lot. So I am in my final year of this current lease. So next March is my deadline for either, you know, I either get another Volvo, um, the dealership that I got it from is in LA. I don't even know how that's going to work out. You know, maybe I can turn it in somewhere up here. I haven't even looked you into that can. yet. Yeah. But, um, but uh, you know, or I have other options, you know, do I mm-hmm. buy a used car? Do I buy it? You know, because I, yeah. I do love the idea of being like, oh, I buy something, I treat it well, eventually I'm done with my car payments. You know, like my mom, I mean, she hasn't paid a car payment in like a hundred years because she has an old (laughs) Honda CRV that's in like excellent shape. And yeah, it's not new and exciting, but it's like, there's literally nothing wrong with it. Mm -hmm. And it's free. Well, I mean, except gas and upkeep and stuff like that. But I mean, it's, that's nice. So yeah, I, I'm kind of, I kind of go back and forth, but I also know that I can't have, you know, this quote, you know, exciting, cool car just based on my, you know, my humble salary, you know, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. It's just, it's just not going to happen. I mean, even when yeah. I do the numbers, I'm like $800 a month. Are you crazy? Like what? Who's paying <laughs> that kind of money for a car? You know, like yeah, I can't, I can't do that. I mean, even yeah. like over like 60 months or something. So, mm-hmm. so what are you thinking? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I obviously have time to think about it, but, uh, but I have, you know, I've, I've put some, I put a little thought into, okay, you know, over the next, you know, over, I should really have a plan by year's end, you know, mm-hmm. a solid plan. And I know I have options. And if I know what I want, you know, you obviously can, you can do some due diligence and see where you can get the best deal because there are deals to be had. Sure. And I'm not a great haggler, but I do know, you know, thank you, dad. I know that I have wiggle room, you know, mm-hmm. even when you, they say you don't, you do, and yeah. you, you know, walk away and they'll come back usually. And, you know, yeah. if not, then you, you know, talk to somebody else. But, and that's actually how I ended up with the car that I have now. I have a, um, 
Volvo has, well, all cars have like various packages, right? But Volvo has this particular package that's in its uh, XC line, um, which is like SUV line. Like there's a big SUV, there's a midsize, which I have, Mm -hmm. and there's like kind of a compact SUV. And they have a package called the advanced package. And it's just like, it's so like futuristic Mm -hmm. and it's expensive. And I was able to like finagle my way into an advanced package version of the car that I'm driving when I leased my car because it was kind of like the guy, like the guy just wanted, you know, he needed to like make this sale with me Mm -hmm. and I kind of knew it and I just like, I wouldn't budge and it should have been more expensive, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as my monthly payment for the lease, but I got a good deal. Um, so, and of course now I'm like, well, I can't not have the advanced package, even though I totally could, but I, mm-hmm. but I want it. You get used to things. You do. Yeah, of course. You're like, well, now I have to have the advanced package and have all these features that I don't really even take advantage of that often. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it's nice knowing they're there. It is. And it all just, again, it's it so goes back to, I just don't know where I'm going to be in a few years. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say so. Here's another thing that I've been thinking of. Um, I, I've always liked the idea of, you know, getting a Prius hybrid car, you know, and I have, yeah. I have friends who have had hybrid cars were due now. And, you know, a lot of them say, you know, the gas mileage isn't as good as you think it'd be. I mean, yeah, you're definitely getting a little bit more bang for your buck, but it's, you get varying responses for that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Then there's like pure electric, like the Tesla people. And obviously there are other kinds of electric cars and, and mo- most everyone I know is like, yeah, you got to deal with charging. That just needs to be part of your, you know, you have to factor that in, especially on longer trips. But, you know, it's so much cheaper, you know, it drives better, it's quiet, you know, all the things. And so I was thinking, okay, well, I mean, it's probably because a lot of the stuff, especially with, you know, newer models of cars, like Volvo, for example, Volvo has a few hybrid uh, models, but it also has an all electric model. And you know, that's more or less, you know, the, the size and, and, and everything of, of the car that I have now, which I really like because, you know, I live in the woods. I got a dog, potholes everywhere. It's like, I like my, my sturdy car. Sure. You know, like no sports cars for me for a while. I'm kind of over all that. And well, I never had a sports car, but you know, a small sedan (laughs) that's like low to the ground. I'm like, "Eh, yeah, it's not, I'm not really living in the right place. Yeah. Everybody's got a big old truck out here. And Who wants you know, a golf cart? It, yeah, exactly. Although a few people, I do used to ride love that vibe carts. though. I had that Mini Cooper. It was kind of a golf cart feel, and the Audis are kind of like that too. They have kind of like that bumpy ride. Oh yeah, see, I don't like that. I've never liked that. I, I want, I want it to feel like I'm on a cloud. <laughs> but again, it's you know, there's, I'm never gonna feel like I'm on a cloud in the potholy areas that I live in because the city won't fix the roads. But <laughs> that's a story for another time. So I'm thinking like, okay, well, what if I could get an electric car that is, you know, it's meets my needs otherwise, you know, mm-hmm. and I could lease it so I could, again, I'm not committing for a long period of time, but, but, uh, because right now where I live, there is a charger, you know, which is like a charger that's meant for an electric vehicle because the people who used to live here had a Tesla mm-hmm. and a variety of people who come and stay here, Airbnb guests, you see some Teslas sure, and, you know, they're always saying like, what's the, you know, plug-in situation and, the plug-in situation is that the plug-in is actually in my studio where I don't park my car, you know, because it's a studio, but I could run a cord out to my car and like, so it's like super fast charging. You can plug a car into just a regular outlet too, but it's going to take longer. You know, you have to like have a special voltage thing. Yeah. So this is all built in and it's something that I could, I could take advantage of mm-hmm. and, you know, I would just have to like figure out with my landlord, okay, what kind of power am I drawing regularly? And, you know, we'd factor that into my rent. You know, I wouldn't be, you know, I, I would want to be fair about it. But I'm like, man, a three-year lease, like what if a year into it I had to move? And, and that was always the reason that I never yeah. had anything that was plug in before because I didn't, ha- like my last house in LA, I didn't even have a garage. I parked on the street. Uh, the house before that, I I had a carport, but there wasn't a plug near it. And there were like 10 other units in my building. Like my landlord probably would have been like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, like that's not going to fly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I keep thinking of like, yeah, all of the other situations I've had, even like a full on garage, like it, it gets a little messy, yeah. you know, and I was never there long enough to take advantage of it. So it's this funny thing where I'm like, 
I could do this right now. I mean, price aside, like maybe mm -hmm. I'm priced out of it, but let's just say I could figure it out. Yeah, I could figure it out as long as I was here. Yeah. But then I could get like kind of screwed, you know, where mm -hmm. like imagine I move somewhere that's otherwise perfect, but I can't plug my car in, mm -hmm. you know, and I have to like go somewhere to charge it. Oh my God, what a nightmare. So I feel like everything is such a leap of faith. And then you have to just make the best decision you can with the information you have now. And then things will change. I mean, that's just like inevitable. So no matter what you do, there's going to be a point where you're going to have to like pivot or, you know, it's so true. Something else yeah. out. It's and just who knows, maybe life. I'll, you know, maybe I'll go get a Honda Civic again, you know, yeah, those I were, remember your Honda. Those were, well, I had three of them, um, uh -huh. you know, before I ever had another car, it was just like, oh, something happens with a Civic, I get another Civic, you know, it's, yep. it's, it, maybe I'll do that again. Who the heck knows? <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, if you have any vehicle advice for me, and everybody always does, um, I'll take it. Uh, hi at havesuchagoodday.com. Uh, if you happen to be in our Discord, we can have car discussions there as well. Heather, I know you're no stranger to um, leasing cars and getting cars and, you yep. know, it comparing them and Mm -hmm. wishing that they had a certain feature and liking the new features that the new cars do it's just oh my you God. know it's never but ending you, you so get used to it it's funny when i first uh i have a cpo a certified pre-owned car now so I'm, I'm out of the lease world but uh and it feels kind of good i'm like i'm kind of excited to to i guess be more legit <laughs> but yeah i have this peanut butter upholstery you know inside the interior it sounds sticky I know. Well, it's funny when the when the salesman told me it had he called it peanut butter, and I was like, I don't know about that. Uh, it sounds weird, but I absolutely the color love of peanut it. butter. Exactly, because <laughs> I'm like, what you know, you got to slather on the peanut butter. That's the only way the car works. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I love it. And when I first got the car, I was like, oh my god, it's like this. Just I love everything about this car. And now it's like feels just like whatever because you get used to how smooth it drives and all the bells and whistles and then it's like not that exciting anymore i wish you could keep that it's like keeping that um new car scent you know like you can't really hold on to those things or keeping your vacation in a bottle after you come back you can only do it for a certain period of time and then things start to feel rote know well, what i mean that's i know it's funny it's like that with so many things isn't it it like, is like, yeah, the car, great example, or, yeah. you know, a shiny new whatever it is. Yeah. And then, and then you're old. just sort of like, yeah, like, where you, you're just like, it's normal now. This is a mm -hmm. thing that, you know, I interact with regularly. Yep. My car, I, I do have to remind myself, like, I love this car, you know, but, but it's, I often do all sorts of things in it and I never think about the car. I'm just like, I have to go somewhere. So mm -hmm. I go. I also, I'm, constantly i mean i look around and i'm just like oh, i gotta get this thing vacuumed out again because there's just dog hair everywhere or like i spilled my Lacroix in the center console and it's like sticky looking and you know there's <laughs> it's just it's an it's a vicious cycle it well, really at least is. it wasn't a kombucha <laughs> no it wasn't uh although that has happened and boy yes, and is that a, is that a scent that's not great to linger <laughs> especially when the car gets hot oh god Ugh, terrible yeah. Well, Sarah, I am in a house renovation rabbit hole right now. Mm. Um, I haven't really talked to anybody for like a week. Uh, I've just been, oh boy, wow. It's a whole thing. You know, you, I always heard over the years, people who are renovating their houses. I never really related because I was a renter like you. Yeah. Never really uh, knew a lot about, you know, faucet installation or like renovating your bathroom, tile work, like all of these things. And I am in that mode right now and it's actually really fun but it's quite a rabbit hole currently i am geeking out on paint swatches i've just been that person like that total annoying person that's like going around to every room trying to figure out what color i want my bedroom you know we definitely have to paint most of the walls the interior walls um the outside of the house has been painted recently it's been re-roofed it's been repiped i mean there's a lot of projects that i'm so thankful have already happened i'm definitely new to the owning thing so it's a little daunting like you were saying earlier about renting a car i always felt kind of like well this isn't my house you know i don't really have to worry if the toilet breaks i just call the landlord yeah. and they have to deal with it. Well, now it's really my responsibility. So it is a little daunting, but uh, I've really had fun with the kind of creative aspect of the kind of interior stuff. And I've been going to my favorite websites and kind of getting advice from 
brands and things that I like online. It's been really fun to figure out what my decorating sensibility is. You know, I think there's a lot of trends. There's like the less is more thing is really big right now. And I don't really feel like I'm, I always thought, I mean, I love modern. I really do. I love modern, but I need a, a little mix of farmhouse and bohemian and cozy, um, a little mid-century modern in there for sure. But I really, really like kind of a, a utilitarian feel like I don't want it to be fancy, but I want it to be good quality. There's a certain style that I like. And I think a lot of it has to do with kind of how I was raised and sort of in a kind of cozy artistic environment, I guess would be maybe the best way to encapsulate it. But um, I'm spending the week uh, deciding on my colors. And I, I really enjoy the names that they give to these <laughs> totally. colors. It's so fun. And I'm really starting to come across the same names, you know, where I'm like, okay, I'm going to revisit those beiges. And so I'm currently really excited. I'm going to do some kind of taupe in the bedroom. I've always wanted to do that. And the current names of the taupes that I'm interested in are really neat. One of them that I really love is called Pashmina. And it's funny how these names sort of grease the wheels because you're like, oh, that's a cool name. Like, I, I want that, you know? And if it's, a, if it's a weird name, then maybe you wouldn't go for it. But there's uh, Silver Fox and Fawn Brindle, which I don't really know exactly what that means. Maybe like the hair on a fawn. Uh, Nimbus Gray, Gray Cashmere, Himalayan Trek, <laughs> Upper West Side. Um, so anyway, I'm going to be going Upper to pick West up some- Side. I know. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, all the, you know, the, it just, just screams taupe to me. <laughs> <laughs> that one's a little bit odd, but the other ones are really nice and, and cozy. So I'm, I'm going to go pick up some paint after we record today. And I've been looking for decorative knobs because the person who moved out like took her really fancy knobs with her. So I have no knobs on uh, my drawers. Yes. So I'm like, wow, I had the world of knobs. I didn't know it was so vast. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I realized that I'm not. It's funny. There's certain things that I... I wouldn't call myself fancy because I, I don't really like the glammy kind of stuff, but I, I really do. I, I like the kind of European tile meets a little bit of a bohemian colorful, I guess. I don't, I don't think I'm strictly kind of like that modern clean lines, totally Scandinavian kind of vibe. I like a little bit of that, but I'm going to try to meld my different decorating sensibilities and see what happens. And hopefully I won't mess it all up. <laughs> Uh, that's a fun project. Uh, you should talk to my mom, also a paint watch uh, lover. And <laughs> there have been many a time where I like I'm at her house and she's like, OK, so let's look at paint swatches because oh, like God. and think about it being on this wall where I'm like, oh, my God, mom, they all look the same. <laughs> um, but uh, I uh, I've got this. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not totally in the same bucket as you, because like you said, there's like things like you know, new sinks and appliances and painting and the walls and, and, and things, uh, things that, yeah, I mean, as a renter, I mean, sure, you might have some say in that, but less so. Yeah, and, you know, totally. when, when it's, when it's your own house, it's different and, and you want to put more thought into it. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, but I do, you know, for example, okay, right now I've got this got a bunch of rugs uh, most of them are actually in my studio because they're big and they don't fit uh, in my living area but I've got a rug it's an eight by ten rug uh -huh. you know it's kind of where my couch is anchored and coffee table and everything and I've had it for years and it's just always been in a high traffic area of former apartments and it's starting mm -hmm. to fall apart and you know it's not just like having a dog and and stuff like that my cat doesn't even scratch it or anything but it's just it's just there are certain little spots where like no amount of resolve you know spray yeah. and like blotting and whatever it's just like it just looks kind of crappy and I would yep. get it steam cleaned have somebody come over and you know mm -hmm. give it a good once over but it's like even the edges when you look at the corners like all it's just it's all kind of falling apart mm -hmm. so like if you lift it up off the floor like there's just all this stuff kind of you know trim that's hanging off and you know like the 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 rug um pad underneath is like you know I keep finding like these little creases where I'm like wow oh, is it crazy you know and <laughs> and you know I'm always moving my coffee table like depending on where I'm sitting and so it kind of it's just it's a mess and I am trying to find a rug that is you know 
it's cute, right? Because uh-huh. it's like, I mean, it's sort of a big statement piece. And, you know, so you want a rug that you want to look at and it's not too busy and not too boring and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but more like it's a rug that there's going to be dirt on it. You know, it's got to be somewhat easy to clean. So the color matters because I'm sort of like, I mean, I want a white shag rug. That's like, that's sure. so me. And I learned years ago, it's like, it's just gross. Especially it just gets, with a dog. It just, yeah, I mean, with a dog, it's just a no-go. But even even before, you know, when I would just have friends over and I'd like forget to tell them to take their shoes off or I like wouldn't want to be rude. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. eh, that's a dirty <laughs> shoe on my white rug. What are you doing? Um, so I looked, I'm looking at uh, a variety of rugs and I'm kind of just casually looking. I'm not going to buy one anytime soon because they're kind of expensive, but you mentioned these styles, right? And yeah. I don't really, know, when you say bohemian, I'm like, I understand that that's a style that people use to describe a look. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. L- show me some stuff and then I'll be like, sure. oh, I get I'll the vibe, you. but I don't know. I mean, not you. What I mean is. <laughs> Someone. What, what I mean is just if I see some photos of a collection that people call bohemian, I go, oh, sure. okay, I get it. Yeah. But that word doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Scandinavian kind of means something to me if mm-hmm. you think of like oh like clean like ikea but like nicer potentially yeah. and you know or like mid-century which is you know all the rage and has been for a while it's like yeah that's a lot of like west elm stuff and like sure. less pottery barn maybe more like cb2 so it's like i kind of get it but i don't the terms are like they're a little murky to me but i do know someone will will have like for example my mom has these rugs in her house and it's like those rugs would not work for me because mm-hmm. they're like traditional farmhousey yeah and they're nice but they're like no 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 they would yeah. not they they're just like so wrong for me which is really interesting because i'm like i like the rug uh-huh. but it would like ruin my my little you know my living room area because it would just like colors are wrong draws attention to the wrong corner like it's yeah it's funny how that stuff is it turns into a really personal thing it's really fun and I, I think that's the part that I love the most is like really like what is my style and I think I mean to really define bohemian in a couple words I mean I would say it's a bit unconventional and just artsy I guess kind of reminds me of but my like, mom. But even that doesn't sound like anything. I'm like, no. art, art is, I mean. I know, I know, I know. What kind you of have art? to just Google it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Well, I will continue reporting back on my renovation saga. Um, and if you guys have any comments, notes, <laughs> questions possibly, email us at hi, have such a good day.com. Indeed, indeed. I know uh, <laughs> you are not uh, the only homeowner, Heather, that I know who's kind of constantly going through this whole thing. Like, all right, what are we going to do with this? We said we wanted, you know, a open concept kitchen, but there's a yes. wall here. Like, when are we going to like really, you know, get down to the studs oh, on it's that constant. project? And this is, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm getting paint for just the bedroom in my office. Right now, my kitchen is Velveeta cheese yellow. Well, you would also call it marigold, so maybe that sounds a little better, but <laughs> I get I get where they were going with it because it's kind of bright and cheery, yeah. but it's a lot. It's just yeah. like I I don't it kind of stresses me out, so I need to change that. Yeah, the those kitchen are the, is those challenging. Those are the sorts of things where especially with the kitchen, right? Because it's like kitchens it obviously depends on how much storage you have, but kitchens are busy right Mm -hmm. because it's like you got stuff you know and you got you're looking at olive oil and there's some onions and pots and pans (laughs) and like uh, dish towels and so it's like it sort of already has like color and activity Uh so if you've got yeah like a very bold color it's like well how much wall are we covering Mm -hmm. like is it cool as an accent or do we have to like put up a bunch of art in here so it's like not too Velveeta exactly yeah it's god i mean i i know that i'm gonna go crazy like this is the kind of stuff where because it's not going to be like it's gonna be done tomorrow it's gonna take me all year if not years to yeah make this place mine and it's i'm gonna get i i'm not ocd but i definitely will things will bother me and i'll be like i've got to do something about that bathroom which that's another story for another day yeah i uh i i We've talked about this before, like I sometimes have a hard time, you know, where some people are like they they can visualize how great the project will be on the other side of a bunch of hell. Mm-hmm. And I've never been super good about that, which is why I get lazy and like 
I make like impulse purchases yeah. instead of being like slow and methodical is how I get to it's hard for me my too. destination. But like I will, you know, that we, we have all known somebody who's like they might, you know, using the house example, like buy a fixer upper, which like needs a lot of love and they move in mm -hmm. and they deal with the house in its current state and like, you know, work on one room at a time, Yeah, you know, and like it's like you like move in because of course mm -hmm. you're like moving in. But yeah. knowing that sometime in the next couple of years, you're going to have to do that kitchen. And yep. then it's like, you just, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's to me, I'm like, oh, it sounds so stressful. And then you it have to like, move everything out of the kitchen after you've already moved it in. Is. But again, I have renter mind. So oh my God. permanency is hard for me. Me too. Me too. And again, this is my first permanent rodeo here. So I'll let you guys know how it goes. Well, it's going to be fun. Step it, by it, step. It's going to be fun. You're going to learn a lot and yep. you're going to, you know, you know, with every project, you inch closer to, you know, the house of your dreams. This is this is true. I mentioned Discord earlier in the show, but uh, for patrons at our $5 per month and up level, so five, anything $5 or above per month, and by the way, thank you everybody who is already a patron. Uh, but yeah, for those of you at our Discord tier, we are in our Discord uh, with all of our lovely Discorders chatting about all sorts of things throughout the week in between shows. We'd love to have you join us there. So if you've been thinking about becoming a patron, now's the time to do it. However, you can be a patron at any level. $1 a month. It's, you know, that's it, that's something that you feel like you can part with. Please do so. Uh, we've got over 100 patrons. We love you all. We'd love to have 200. I know that sounds crazy, but hey, we got to 100. We can get to 200. Uh, to learn more about how you can directly support the show and keep us afloat and keep us going uh, till the cows come home. And I don't have any cows, so we'll go forever. Patreon.com slash have such a good day. It's where to find out more about that. Oh my gosh. Actually, speaking of Discord, Mike Mills, he's one of our regulars. What um, a Mike. He's super cool. Um, we talk about movies and technology, and I know he builds apps and all kinds of things. Well, it looks like there might be a, hmm, this is an interesting review that I think popped up about our show, Sarah. It's called, the, the subject line is, the first podcast I play from a Lennon 2020. This is the first podcast I play the day a new episode arrives. It's got just the right tenor to keep your humor up and get simpatico in trying times because the subject matter is a great mix of light and real, if you know what I mean. A week in the lives of two longtime pals in slightly different parts of the same world. Also, not too short and not too long. May ye remain Sarah and Heather forever. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's Thanks, Mike. Cute. That's a lovely review. Yeah. <laughs> also, you know, if you if you enjoy the show, or you know, even if you don't, I mean, I'm not telling you to give us a bad review. That would be sort of a weird thing, weird action item for you. But but uh, we do love reviews. Um, oh, it, it's just it, warm it, our just, hearts. it does. It really because we're like, oh, you like us, you really like us um and and if you ever want to hear us talk about something it's like we're kind of well we're obviously open books but we're always soliciting <laughs> ideas and, and sometimes we might prattle on a little bit apologies for that so yeah. you can just fast forward if you need to don't fast forward you're gonna miss something <laughs> no, great that's where i tell you all my bitcoin secrets you know it's the part you fast forwarded through oh look mm -hmm. i'm getting a spam phone call nice my, my the wrist day has is ringing. begun Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. I can't uh, even. Well, listen, world. before I start to uh, wax Unravel. poetic about, <laughs> right, yeah, about robocallers and how, you know, I feel homicidal thoughts sometimes. Uh, oh, God. You know, when, too, uh, when I get too many of them in one day, like, you know, on a Sunday evening, what the hell? Like, who, like, like who, who is not only answering their phone at that hour? But like being like, oh, it's a robocaller. I'll go ahead and press one and get on the phone with an agent and have them sell me something weird. Okay, this is something we should really unpack in the coming weeks because like, are these people really thinking people are going to pick up and be this gullible at this point? I mean, you know what a robocall is at this point. Well, not everybody does or they wouldn't do it, right? That's I mean, true. like spam email still savvy. gets, you know, people right. yeah, who don't. You know, or there's a language barrier, or there's an age issue, right. or whatever. It's like, it still works in capacity. This um, is true. That's how scams stay alive. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Well, I think, uh, gosh, you went, we've got a pretty long show here today. Yep. 
Um, but it's wonderful to see you, and as always, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. In fact, I hope you have such a good day. Heather, I hope you have such a good day as well. Anybody listening, give yourself a yourself a little self-hug i'm doing it right now Mm, and just squeeze it give it a squeeze uh and you know keep your shoulders and your elbows healthy and uh heather and i will be back next week to do it all again we will until then i will remain sarah and i will be heather forever have such a good day Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.